0: Hey everyone, welcome to the show I am Ben Kissel, that's Marcus Parks Hey Ben. Marcus Parks, you're coming back from a concert primus. Yeah! Isn't that exciting? It was amazing Yeah, they did, uh, how long was the concert? They did two sets, I think it was about two and a half hours overall, it was amazing. That's great, well I'm happy you had a fun Halloween. Thank you. I spent it with Jackie Zabrowski and Henry on the live stream And how was that? Fun (laughs) (laughs) They were having a lot of fun there in beautiful, sunny Los Angeles Uh, All right, so let's get to the first thing today, we had a terror attack yesterday. Sefulu Sepov, he's a 29-year-old dude, uh, residing in Tampa, Florida for the past five years, originally from Uzbekistan. Uh, He was an Uber driver, as if Uber needed more bad press. Uh, He just decided to throw another log on that steaming, on on that extremely hot fire right now going on with Uber. Uh, He killed eight people on the West Side Highway over a uh, in a bike path. Uh, We've all been to this area many, many times. It's uh, extremely sad and tragic. He rented a a flatbed truck from a Home Depot, uh, went right down the Lincoln Tunnel, uh, got eight people, injured 12 people. He had a uh, A BB gun. He also had a um a paintball, paintball gun, gun. Yeah. and then of course he ran out of the car Ev- evidently he screamed "Allah Akbar and the officer shot him without a doubt he wanted to be killed by the police officers however he was not killed and uh, this being America we actually brought him to Bellevue Hospital the same hospital where his victims were being held and treated him and he will live and I'm excited uh, I'm happy that he'll live because mm-hmm. I want to hear what's going on in the mind of this individual who obviously got radicalized sometime within these past five years perhaps being an uber driver is just that bad um yeah and it's also i'm, I'm kind of happy that he's
1: going to be put through the american prison system yes. instead of
0: just dying well, you know what's happening right now? We're going to start seeing a lot more of these low-technology attacks, these low-tech attacks, these very cheap attacks. Extremely simple. There is nothing more simple than taking a big truck and driving it down a bike lane. That is that is that 2 plus 2 equals 4 math. That is extremely simple uh, because at the end of the day now, ISIS is on the run. They are literally running for the hills. Uh, Raqqa is gone. Their caliphate is destroyed. al-Baghdadi is still alive, but I don't know how active he is. Mm. He's... Uh, He's alive the exact same way that Saddam Hussein was technically alive, but he wasn't living his best life. He wasn't he wasn't down in that uh, in that spider hole reading the secret. Yeah, you know, just trying to trying to wish for something uh, that will never come. So that's what we know right now about the terror attack. These things are going to continue to happen, I think, on this kind of low level because again, ISIS is basically destroyed. Their main goal of being a state of being a nation state is gone. So now they're going to resort to these really, um, you know, old school tactics uh, that they've been using for a long time, as we saw in London and and, uh, as we've seen in Paris and a lot of. uh, of the attacks in Europe have been this kind of like you know take a big vehicle drive it down a um, a busy uh, place. Of course, thankfully, this didn't happen at the Halloween parade, mm-hmm. which also went on. They did uh, put it on last night, which I thought was a good thing. It is it is a that 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 could go either way. I'm very proud of that. I, I'm yeah. I'm very proud that
1: uh, that that yesterday, like New Yorkers, went about their day. Yeah, that, that we we did not let anybody spoil. Our day, even if it no. was just like a, a regular day, like, I don't think New Yorkers would have acted any different. It's just, you're not going to fuck with us. You're not going to mess with the Halloween day
0: parade. I'll Hell tell you that no. much. Absolutely <laughs> not. And of course the, uh, the NYPD is without a doubt the greatest counterterrorism, um, institution in the, in the world. Yeah. Really? I mean, the, the, NYPD, when it comes to counterterrorism is so on top of their game Somewhat uh, scarily, uh, if you think about you know facial recognition cameras and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, but then you see attacks like this, and you realize uh, you know that there are some uh, there is some motivations behind all that very invasive technology that we 're seeing here in new york city it didn 't prevent it, however, uh, the officers that did come in and uh, intervene in the uh, terror attack definitely prevented a lot more people from being hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, God knows what else this guy could have done I mean as we saw with the London Bridge attack. These people just ran over a bunch of folks, got out with knives, and just went crazy. Yeah. Uh, so thankfully, it wasn't worse. Although, you know, you can't really tell that to the families uh, of the eight victims who were deceased, or the people who were deceased, or the twelve that were injured. But that's where we're at right now in uh, in New York City. That happened yesterday, and um, yeah, we'll just keep you up to date on what goes on with that. And I'm sure that'll be an interesting. An interesting trial, to say the least. If it does turn into a federal trial, if the FBI comes in, which they already have, and if they do want to try him federally, uh, then it's up for the death penalty. It's possible mm. this man could be tried uh, and sentenced to death. But here in New York State, we don't have it. Uh, so if it is a uh, if it is stays if it stays in the state, then he would just be looking at significant prison time, to say the least.
1: <laughs> I'm sure it's going to go federal.
0: Yeah, I would think so. It was also it also took place right next to World Trade Center. Yeah, and of course, you know, we have the Trade Center bombings of, of 93. I mean, this is really a symbolic place that a lot of terrorists want to hit. I don't know if they realize that, like, it's not I, – I don't know what they think the World Trade Center is in their minds. If you actually go down and see it, it's it's, ju- it's just a building. Yeah. It looks like any other building. I've seen, you know, Dwayne Reed's bigger than it, you know, like <laughs> – but nonetheless, uh, that was something that he wanted to do, and he did it, and, uh, you know, we have to um, – Stay vigilant in these times. Mm. And who knows what to do when it comes to the Home Depot. There was a lot of talk about, uh, you know, how he was able to rent this truck. But again, he had a valid driver's license, from my understanding. Again, he worked for Uber, drove for Uber. Uh, What can Home Depot really do? I mean, obviously, you talk to some people and they're like, they shouldn't rent cars to Muslims. It's like, well, you can't do that because that is completely unconstitutional and absolutely out of out of the realm of reality. So how do you prevent it? And I just, I think we have to continue to attempt to win the messaging war and uh, and really just t- t- try to um, persuade people once they're here that our way of life, our way of doing things is really beneficial if you just just chill and go along with it mm mm-hmm. You know, this guy could have, God knows what else this guy could have done with his life. 29 years old, again, most likely uh, radicalized online after uh, being here for five years in Florida.
1: I mean, I heard he had a, down in Florida, uh, I watched an interview uh, on local news today with one of his uh, former neighbors. He had a family. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, he wasn't. I mean, this wasn't an, uh, a loner like well, this, he, had, he had a full family uh, yep. and had a he had a life here. He had the opportunity for a life here. He just he chose to not take that path.
0: And there are a lot of people saying, you know, we got to pass Donald Trump's travel ban. Now, look at what happened. Of course, Uzbekistan, uh, it, the travel ban is obviously not currently in place. It's being held up in the courts. Uh, Donald Trump not doing himself any favors, calling it a Muslim ban, which obviously makes it unconstitutional. I think the ban actually could have passed under uh, maybe a different uh, set of circumstances Um, obviously not calling it a Muslim ban from day one and getting the wording right when you first push it through you recall the first time they tried to push through it was then a six uh, country travel ban it was just worded completely broadly totally vague and they're like no way we can't pass this they went around retooled it Um, still Uh, being held up. And, of course, they did add two countries, uh, none of which are Uzbekistan. Venezuela, North Korea are the two most recent uh, countries added to the travel ban. And still the travel ban uh, has Libya, Chad, Syria, Iran, Yemen, and Somalia. So there is that. There's the argument that we have to be that this is all um, Barack Obama's fault because he came through on, uh, I believe it was a visa program. He does have a visa. Well, he's blaming it on Chuck Schumer. Uh, it was a visa
1: lottery program uh, that lets yeah i 'm not exactly sure on the the details of that visa lottery mm-hmm. program but that's that 's how this guy got in
0: okay and those things happen on a regular basis, and uh, the vast majority of people who uh who come through there do not commit acts of terrorism so let 's not get uh, let 's not get too ahead of ourselves here and uh, start painting him with a super broad brush. But again, we have to do everything we can to prevent these fr- things from happening. All right, let's move on now. Finally, we have some indictments when it comes to the Russian collusion scandal. Uh, Robert, and I want to say this, um, you know, I was talking on Fox News Radio about this. If you believe that there's any truth whatsoever to this Uranium One deal with Hillary Clinton, the Clinton Foundation, uh, the very you know coincidental perhaps uh, dealings that they had, then you have to look into this and think there's something significant here because we actually have indictments and we actually have a guilty plea Mm. coming from my favorite named individual of all time, George Papadopoulos. (laughs) Papadopoulos. <laughs> he seems like he should just constantly be del- delivering the weather. And he's just like, it's cloudy. It's always cloudy.
1: Well, I think we should uh, be careful here in calling this a Russian collusion indictment. This is something that came about because of the Russian collusion investigation. Right. But this is collusion with Ukraine, who does have the Ukraine do have ties to, uh, to Russia. Well, it was uh,
0: because he worked with Ukrainian officials who were pro-Russia. Yes, exactly.
1: Yeah. So this isn't necessarily Russian collusion I think this is that's
0: an important well, point that we have to make and in the 31 page indictment they haven't they didn't mention Donald Trump uh, they didn't mention Donald Trump Jr. either. This is just the tip of the iceberg, of course, with George Papadopoulos, he was actually arrested uh, and he was he pled guilty to lying to the FBI. What happened was there was a professor who said that he knew someone in within the Russian government someone a relative, a female relative of Vladimir Putin. she was not uh, believe it or not, they were lying. Can you believe that that happens uh, they were not related it was it's almost like it, it's just when something is too good to be true always it exactly. is not true. Yeah. I promise you. Like Mike Sertovich's entire Twitter page. I promise you. <laughs> it's not true. Um, so he uh, went along with what this professor offered him, so-called dirt on Hillary Clinton, and and they had emails to show this correspondence had occurred. The FBI questioned him about it. He lied to the FBI. That's what he pled guilty to. Mm. It's and, and it's actually kind of a gray area if he did do anything illegal when having this conversation with the professor. We don't actually know. That's, that is very gray. Because what happens a lot of times is to make a situation like this legal if a foreign government has – um, information that you want they just have to give it to a middleman that you know and you just get it from the middleman so you totally break the spirit of the law yeah. but technically uh, it's legal but we do so we do have a guilty plea from papadopoulos, papadopoulos. Um, in this investigation which is a significant uh, you know turn of events they actually ended up arresting him way back in july and the fact that Mueller and his crew were able to keep this under wraps for so many months in this era of immense amounts of leaking, specifically uh, in within a Trump administration White House, that's really quite remarkable. You get the feeling they do have this thing on lockdown. Yeah, they have the thing on lockdown, and it also sounds like they have
1: loyalty, uh, because that's, I mean, usually to leaks, Mueller. I mean, they, the, yeah. the guys have loyalty to Mueller, uh, and uh, the Trump administration, people in the Trump administration, they don't have a whole lot of loyalty. No, they uh, don't. They, they roll over on each other well, constantly.
0: And that's really the predicament now that Paul Manafort and Rick Gates are in. They, they're they both facing 12 counts. It's a 12 count indictment. Some of the more uh, significant counts in that indictment, conspiracy against the United States government doesn't sound good, <laughs> Whenever and it's very that's very broad as well. Yeah. And then of course, there's a money laundering component to this indictment as well. Which has a, a twenty-year sentence attached to it. I mean, these guys are really looking at significant time. Paul Manafort's a fancy boy. Yeah, he likes his fancy things and his nice little suits. Uh, and it is, it is not prison will not be an easy adjustment for him. Yeah, even white collar prison is not going to be easy. Eighteen million dollars is what they laundered. $18 million, and uh, it's it's very interesting. We'll get into the Manafort side of this, and I want to get into how difficult it's going to be for them. If they flip on, on Donald Trump, does he no longer pardon them? Because, of course, we do have presidential pardon powers. Uh, Donald Trump does have the presidential pardon powers, which are... Basically unchecked, you you can pardon anyone. Some people were just like, he can't just pardon, uh, you know, people uh, if they are involved to, to save his own butt in this Russian uh, scandal. But he can actually. Uh, there, there's been a lot of precedent for such things. But I want to go back briefly to Papadopoulos. A lot of people who work for Donald Trump are just like saying oh, he's an intern. He did, he got his coffee. He cleaned toilet seats. Mm-hmm. He would lick the TV screen. Okay, that's all he did. <laughs> um, but in reality, that's not true no. because uh, there's a clip from 2006. Sixteen, where Donald Trump, uh, he's talking about some of the great people he has, the excellent a- people, around, excellent. He's an excellent, excellent people he has around him. He mentions Carter Page's name. Carter Page runs a firm that has done twenty-five million dollars uh, worth of business with the Russians. He works exclusively with the Russians. Uh, And he's a very significant figure in the Trump White House. He's a foreign policy person uh, in the uh, Trump White House, and he is the founder and managing partner of Global Energy Capital, a New York investment fund and consulting firm specializing in the Russian and Central Asian oil and uh, oil and gas business. So as soon as he mentions Carter Page's name again, everyone Carter Page is constantly on television. Uh, uh, He is a face for the administration. Yeah. As soon as he mentions Carter Page's name, he mentions George Papadopoulos' name. Says he's an excellent guy. So that leads me to believe that he was a little bit more important than just an intern. If he's mentioned with a top level guy for the Trump administration, and we know that Trump is not good at remembering names, no, and he does say everyone's an excellent guy, (laughs) which is really bizarre. If he doesn't know them, I will say one of the positive things about Donald Trump: he just assumes the best. (laughs) Excellent guy. Until David Duke, excellent guy, excellent Excellent guy, excellent guy, good on both sides, good on both Uh, sides, yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: mean, Donald Trump, he he really. I mean there are plenty of clips where there are people sitting right next to him and he asks where are they? Yeah. You know where who's who's here? Are they here uh for him to remember this guy's name for him to name check this guy. He had to have been very important.
0: Yeah, I mean or at least yeah, very important to very important to important to at least someone who was in the uh in the president's ear and someone of course he spoke to. This would be um Something, you know, as, as Sean Hannity, it was so funny. He was like, he's a 29-year-old guy. He just wants to make the president happy." He's like, he's 29. <laughs> Good Lord, what is going on? Yeah, um, like,
1: that's what we, he's saying. It's like, give Donald Trump, young, give, him a, give him a chance to get used yeah. to this.
0: Like, he is a man in his 70s. Meanwhile, Michael Brown, like, who was, what was he, 17, mm-hmm. the, he, he's 17 years old. You know, the guy should know everything already about he, the world and whatnot. Yeah, he's an adult. Mm-hmm. But uh, so you do understand. If you're George Papadopoulos, you want to get in with the. You want to get into the president's good graces. You want to climb up the ranks. You find out someone has dirt on Hillary Clinton. This is nothing new. It's called opposition uh, research. You know, um, you. I, I can see the. It's just so um, human to yeah. take this bait and they did and that goes back to donald trump jr as well. well when he and uh and kushner these dudes meeting with the russians with the headline you know we know some people who can get some dirt on hillary clinton they're right like it's just it was such such a specific headline like know some russians they don't like hillary yeah let's talk to them they just went for it because again they are political novices at this time and uh it was just it was it was perfect for them. Mm-hmm. It was too good to be true. And indeed, uh, it was exactly that. I mean, they're lucky politi- like, I mean, I think that's a, a great way to put it is
1: that these guys are political novices and political novices have no business- also egomaniacs. They're also egomaniacs,
0: specifically Donald Trump Jr. But.
1: They have no business being in the White House. Political novices have absolutely no business being in the White House in any way whatsoever. I mean, these guys, I mean, they have the knowledge of a White House intern. uh, And these are the people that are in charge of major foreign policy discussions. Maybe not foreign policy decisions, but definitely foreign policy discussions.
0: Well, and of course, you know, one of the um, areas where people would say, well, yes, they are novices, but let's look at who um, Donald Trump has surrounded himself with. at 2016, who did he surround himself with? General Mike Flynn. A lot of people thought Mike Flynn was going to be the one to go down this past Monday. Mm-hmm. If, you, if people were speculating publicly, uh, which I think we've all learned not to do. Yeah. I think the one thing that I learned in 2000, I do not predict the future. Privately. I, Yes. Yes. A lot of people. Really. Absolutely.
1: Pri- privately, I was talking to a guy at a bar on and, yeah. and Saturday night. I was like, yeah, I think it might be Manafort. But I would not have gone on this show last week. Well, you should have. You would have gotten it
0: right. That's the other thing. You, you get it yeah. right half the time or something. But that's you feel the great. Thing.
1: You get it right half the time. So you're like, I must be right all the
0: time. Well, you know, so a lot of people thought, okay, it might be Mike Flynn. Mike Flynn, obviously, um, we're, oh, really a a, a a general that's had a lot of uh, history of um, – I guess, malpractice to some degree. Of course, Obama got very upset with him and kicked him out. He also, so it was surprising that it wasn't Mike Flynn. Who knows what's going on? Mike Flynn may have already uh, flipped. We just don't know. Papadopoulos, it is possible that he was wearing a wire uh, Mm. throughout these past couple of months. So, who knows what information uh, he was able to suck up like a Hoover vacuum? We don't know. But going back to what you were talking about with Trump and uh, Trump Jr. and the novices in the White House, a lot of people point to like General John Kelly. Be like, well, he is General John Kelly, you know, everything. Yeah, but then uh, is John fun. Kelly came out as such an asshole this week. Well, exactly. John Kelly, for, yeah, I mean, that's what a lot of people would say about it. Yeah, of course. Uh, everyone said, should say that. He said
1: that the Civil War <laughs> happened because we didn't compromise. We actually. Actually. Actually, it was called the Missouri Compromise, and it was, that's what, I mean, he's talking about slavery here. I mean, he's he's talking about we didn't compromise on fucking slavery. Right. Uh, It either shows a complete lack of understanding for history or a lack of care about history. Well,
0: he was talking about, uh, you know, Robert E. Lee, he was talking about it in the context of the statues, and so he mentioned Robert E. Lee and talked about how Robert E. Lee Ended up evidently, Robert E. Lee's wife was like related to George Washington. It's all very incestuous. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, this is this, this is the elite class of uh, of that era, and he was just talking about how Robert E. Lee respected state over over the federal government. No, right? What he said is he left and, his nation to defend his state. Yes, exactly. Which is something that he uh, took pride in, evidently, and that is still a a common trope amongst a lot of uh, uh, political thinkers today: states' rights and things like that. It obviously got completely it, it it did not he did not uh, relay this message the way that he wanted to or perhaps he did either way I think uh, it did. did not I mean, work he, out he
1: showed his hand he showed his he showed his beliefs and he shows how he thinks about things
0: well he thinks about things in a different yeah i, I think he was trying to talk more about a, a about it in a historical perspective. But, yes, obviously, there is no compromising over slavery. Uh, There is no compromising uh, over the horrific institution that that was. 1,500 to 1,800, you know, those are rough dates. 12.7 million slaves came over. Only 10 million, 10.5 million, I believe, uh, survived. I mean, these numbers are just catastrophic and huge. And, of course, they were the cornerstone of our agricultural market. I mean, they were the cornerstone of the economy with slavery. And technology was really a great liberator as well. We don't talk about that so much. Cotton gin and things like that coming around was really a great, um, you know, people Actually, People the, became more uh, anti-slavery once the means for other forms of production became more readily accessible as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, abs- well, I mean, it was just the worst. Well, the cotton gin. The original sin of the United States is slavery. The cotton gin increased slavery. It did. Yeah. Why? yeah it,
1: <laughs> because uh they were able to produce more uh that it wasn't a uh, a process of picking out the seeds one by one by one uh when the cotton gin was invented and they were able to separate the seeds from the cotton so much easier it became a much more profitable business and because it became so much
0: more profitable it increased slavery my understanding is the uh the cotton gin did a lot of the heavy lifting on some of the more dis- uh, difficult, menial labor jobs. Um, but yes, I'm sure. Yes. Um, so let's get back. So general Michael Flynn, or I'm sorry, general, uh, John Kelly. Yeah. An interesting couple of weeks for the guy. He is, he's, (laughs) he's sticking the old foot in the mouth quite a bit. And, uh, that, that, um, that conversation, I, I don't think that conversation carries such weight if he isn't talking to Laura Ingram. On the on the Ingram angle on Fox <laughs> News at ten o'clock Eastern Standard Time, um, which is obviously Laura Ingram. If you've ever had a chance to to listen to her, I mean, I think she's she is as Guy Fieri would say, out of bounds. Uh, she is quite out of bounds when it comes to. Wait, I thought out of bounds was good. I know, but in this case, it's not good. Political Guy Fieri. It's like you could put that on a flip flop. That's bad. You don't want to flip flop in politics, and Wait. you don't want to be out of bounds in politics. Yeah, that is true. That is yeah. true. So uh, that's what I'm saying. So with the backdrop of uh, talking to Laura Ingram, with the backdrop of having, you know, these um, the the people, Stephen Miller, obviously Bannon, uh, you know, these people associated with Donald Trump. Who are basically self-avowed white nationalists? Uh, with that as a backdrop, I think it also sort of highlights. It was more of a highlighted statement coming from John Kelly. If he would have said that uh, in an Obama administration or a, even a W administration, I don't think it would have carried such weight. But it's just another. It's just another example of um, you know.
1: Everything's about context.
0: Yeah, you know, whether whether it be good or bad, you can quote
1: someone uh, out of context. Uh, I
0: listened to the clip on there. It is it's in context. He is talking. <laughs> he is talking about it. He, yeah, he does say it. I mean, it just is what it is. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and but
1: on the the background of, of so many people uh, being for white nationalism in the Trump administration, that's the exactly. You know, and Trump himself saying there are good people on both oh, sides. Yeah. You know, it, it's it is becoming clearer and clearer every day uh, that this. this. This is a white supremacist administration.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, you you can't say that it's not uh, in a lot of ways. But, of course, uh, I'm sure there's some good people on both sides in the the (laughs) administration. Sure there is. Uh, There's a recent memo as well that came out that said that going back now to uh, Carter Page, um, his relationship with the Russians. There was a CEO of Russia's state oil company. Now, they offered uh, Carter Page quite a bit of money. They offered him 19% stake in the company for uh, in exchange for lifting the U.S. sanctions on Russia. And now, this possibly happened uh, when Carter Page went down to speak with them. It was in 2016. Uh, evidently, they did say this was not a campaign campaign. Um, meeting Mm -hmm. but i don't know it is right because if if he does manage to negotiate something like this or is told hey you know lift the sanctions you'll get 19 percent stake in this um in this company of course he's going to go to the white house and and advocate to lift the sanctions Mm -hmm. and now even the sanctions that we have put forward that the um that uh the congress has put forward on the russians donald trump won't sign so what's going on you know that's the scary thing and of course allowing uh, the Russians to really just kind of control the war, control the theater in Syria, allow for um, Putin to expand their empire, that's, which is exactly what he wants to do. It seems to me as if there is a total uh, lack of willpower or lack of um, understanding of why we should try to stop the Russians from their advancement coming from the White House. I don't think that Donald Trump, in his worldview, has a problem whatsoever with Russia rebuilding and becoming a stronger powerhouse in that part of the world. And that's what we see now as we get out of the uh, the climate change accords, as we pull out of the Iran deal, as we consistently just withdraw from the world the power vacuum is being filled by Vladimir Putin and, uh, in his, uh, and, and the Kremlin. I mean, that's, that's, that's his ultimate goal. It's been his ultimate goal ever since he got power in the year 2000. He said the number one dream, the saddest day of his life was when the USSR fell. Mm-hmm. And his number one dream is to get it back together. Yeah. And he's been working on it now for, what, almost 20 years. And he's getting his way. And globalization happened. You know, yes, it, it, globalization. it's globalization. And by the way, like, it's Alex over. Jones wants to be a globalist. By the way, I just saw him <laughs> bragging about how they're going in. We're going international, folks. Uh,
1: we're in France. We're in London. We're international. You're a globalist. Yeah,
0: it happened. It's
1: over. You know, it's uh, we're not going to be able to pull back from that and be isolationist. You can't be isolationist in this day and age. Uh, no. Not not anymore. It, it is absolutely over because if we become isolationist
0: uh, and if we pull back on everything, Russia is going to fill the vacuum. And the world wants us to. Uh, to to be on the world stage specifically like when we come back and we will whoever is in the next administration donald trump has sort of hinted uh, that he might not seek re-election in 2020 i don't know what happens to all that money he's making right now uh for his re-election campaign could it be a fraud <laughs> would donald trump do that I Maybe mean, he's he ever, ever fraud anyone? anyone is it could it be uh who knows who whoever is the next uh president whether it be who knows three years Seven years, I don't know. I just saw some polls that say Joe Biden would beat uh, Trump 38% to 56% and Bernie Sanders would beat him 53% to to 38%. But I am not believing another poll until I die.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh, here's another funny thing is that people say uh, Bernie Sanders is too old to run, but say go Biden. Biden is two years older
0: than Bernie Sanders. Oh my, they're both old. (laughs) I mean, I want them both to run, but I want other people up on that stage. Can we just get a... uh, an average age of 50. Yeah. That's all I mean. I want some 40-year-olds. We can we can get some 60-year-olds, you know, whatever. 75, 80-year-olds, whatever. Just please, God, some options. John Kasich also saying that he was um, most likely going to run for in 2020. Of course, he'll be done uh, being a governor at that point. So who knows what will happen in 2020. Uh, and whoever does come in, I think they will re-engage the United States uh specifically with our European allies, which has been the the people, uh the nations across the world that are just like, what the heck is going on? Uh and they are really I don't I don't want to say feeling betrayed. I just they're befuddled yeah by the US's current foreign policy, um and what the United States uh what our current worldview is, because it's Donald Trump's and Steve Bannon's worldview and it is Yeah,
1: and it changes on a whim. It changes day to day. Whatever they think is going to work that day, there's no forward thinking here. Well, Bannon is forward thinking. Uh, Bannon Bannon is is an attack dog. Bannon is an attack dog, and Bannon Bannon has a plan. It's a bad plan, uh, but it is a plan nonetheless. Uh, But Donald Trump is so uh, erratic. To day to days no one can control them things change from day to day uh and that's got to be extremely frustrating for yeah. other players on the world stage
0: although i will say uh monday was the first day where donald trump he tweeted once not no collusion mm-hmm. uh, and then he shut up for the day yeah so they definitely got a hold of him. they're like you know this is probably not the best day for you to be spouting off uh via your twitter mouth mm-hmm. um and he did definitely keep quiet so just going back briefly here to Manafort in the 31 page 12 count indictment one of the uh indictments is about uh, all these offshore accounts evidently he had more than 75 million bucks flowing through offshore accounts uh specifically Manafort again laundered 18 million and Gates transferred more than 3 million from those offshore accounts most likely uh from these Ukrainians Uh, It alleges that they received tens of millions of dollars from the Ukraine work. And uh, to hide that income, they laundered the money through scores of United States and foreign uh, corporations, partnerships and bank accounts. You know, you read this stuff and you got to wonder the size of the balls on these guys. (laughs) Because isn't that that's crazy to me. We're we're doing our taxes right now for last podcast network. And I'm just like ever. We're like counting pennies. Yeah. And these guys are just working with 75 million dollars, not thinking that anyone is going to notice that they're funneling all of this cash, especially nowadays. Yeah. You know, this isn't the days where you could have a Swiss bank account. Not that my grandfather had one. Um, and, you know, keep your money over in that bank, drive across the borders, tape it to your chest. Not that my grandfather did that. Um, and then drive it back to Germany. You know, this is this is all heavily tracked stuff. So the idea that Manafort and Gates thought they were going to get away with this. Is it, is it delusional? Is it ego? Is it just, well, we've gotten away with it for this long. The worst thing to happen to them was Donald Trump getting elected. Well, the ego, I
1: think, is what took him down because Manafort made himself a national public figure. He was not a national public figure before he became Trump's campaign chairman. Well, now and he, he
0: was there for five months. Manafort has worked for many. He worked for Reagan. He worked for uh, for H.W. He worked for Dole. This guy has been around for, and of course, it was Manafort Stone, and uh, and there's always the third one that I forget. Black was it? Yes, maybe it was yeah, black. Yeah, I think so. But and that was the first lobby. If you watch the Gimme Roger Stone doc, you'll see what they they recreated uh, American politics. But uh, he was a fringe politician. None of us knew who Paul political Manafort, figure. Or, yeah,
1: are a yeah. uh, political figure exactly. He was a fringe political figure. None of us knew who Paul Manafort was, and he got center stage. And you know, he put himself center stage in uh, one of the most media frenzied elections in our entire history. Of
0: course, taking and on the a time role. time yeah. of extreme information. Of course, yeah, taking on the role as, uh, as really the manager of the, uh, of the Trump campaign. Yeah, for a long time, Manafort, very well-known, he and Roger Stone and the like, very well-known to the political world, to yeah. the political class, and to people who follow politics. They're sort of like what Neil Hamburger is uh, <laughs> to people who really like comedy. The majority of people have no idea who Neil Hamburger or like is. like Daniel Johnston. In Daniel the, Johnston, yes. in the music industry. In the music world, yes, yes exactly. Yeah, so, if you're into it, you know who he is. You know who he yeah. is. You're cool. Um, but that was sort of, that's where he was. Because that was also... A need, that was needed he, he couldn't have been extremely famous uh and this is uh, of course well before social media because you have to do all, all this stuff is backroom deals all this stuff is Dirty. back channel stuff it's all filthy stuff so yeah bringing bringing that um campaign light of 2016 upon his head Probably a massive, massive mistake. But again, he was someone who has worked with Donald Trump, who has known Donald Trump for decades. Roger Stone the exact way. these This is the political crew mm-hmm. that Trump has been hanging out with for a very long time. So naturally... He finds himself consistently winning. I mean, let's keep in mind here, Donald Trump, like, he is obviously the president now. 2016 happened. But, you know, July, what was it, 25th, 2015, when he announced, he was like, this was not happening. Mm-hmm. You know, none of this stuff was expected. I mean, I thought he was going to be gone after that summer, right? I mean, everyone was just like, "So when's he going to be gone after just bleeding nev- out of her, whatever?" Yeah, we after all that, everyone we like, all oh, thought gone.
1: bleeding out of her,
0: whatever, was going to be the end of Donald Trump. His numbers, his numbers go up. I mean, everything just falls apart, and then of, of course, um, you know, just a perfect uh, path there because the other because uh, his opponent wasn't doing a good enough job in their own right. Uh, so no one thought that it was going to get this big, and as I said, sort of under my breath here just moments ago, Donald Trump getting elected was the worst thing to happen to Paul Manafort. Well, but I think
1: Paul Manafort saw this as an opportunity to gain some political power, some very oh, real course. political power, because I think a lot of these, a lot of these dirty, filthy sleaze bags saw. He dresses very nice. <laughs> Can we just say he dresses very nice? They saw something in Donald Trump before the rest of us did, and oh, that, absolutely, and that is why. They, but that's why they went for him. That's where, like, hey, listen, come here. Let's start working on this shit. Uh, let's really give this a go. And that's why the people in Trump's campaign have been so awful because they saw something in him, and they also saw something in the American people that they could exploit. Donald Trump totally. was the guy that Paul Manafort and Roger Stone had been waiting for
0: for years. Oh my God, decades. And and the American people have. Uh, hinted at this idea or Donald Trump has hinted to the American people that he might run for president. I mean, he used to take out full-page ads in the New York Times. It's like 88. Yeah, yeah, since like 88. You can go back and watch old interviews with him. Honestly, he should have just ran then because he had a little bit more of a charm and a little bit more uh, of a wit about him. And... uh he had less uh, sexual uh, abuse allegations because he wasn't old. <laughs> yeah, and he could yeah. use
1: more than six adjectives back exactly. then.
0: Exactly. Excellent, excellent guy. So Manafort and Gates used uh, basically everything that they could use with their company to get these Ukra- pro-Russian uh, Ukrainian officials to get their cash, and um, that's really it. They were they were directing the lobbying uh they, Because Manafort and Gates were directing a campaign to lobby the U.S. on behalf of the government and of Ukraine and officials there, the indictment says they were required to report the work and income. That's another thing in the indictment. They did not um, report that they were acting with foreign uh, officials. They did not act as a foreign. Um, yes. So it's it's a lot of interesting things happening with that indictment. And uh, we'll just have to see where it goes. Um, it's definitely going to be a difficult position for Manafort and Gates, but I think specifically Manafort, because he is, again, as I said, looking down a big barrel of a massive gun and he's going to have to give them more information or he's going to be the one sitting, uh, in the prison cell. Either way, I think he's probably going to end up doing some time, but of course, pleading not guilty. That's their first bargaining chip. That's where they're starting. And who knows who else could come. Uh, who, 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 who where this iceberg is? We asked. Oh, my goodness. I totally almost forgot here. We can't even forget this. Tony Podesta. Mm. Another one being wrapped up uh, in the Mueller investigation. Tony Podesta. He ran the Podesta group. It was a Democratic Party lobbyist group. Of course, he is brothers of John Podesta. John Podesta ran Hillary Clinton's campaign, has worked with the Clintons for decades. Very massive insider. Really, one of the more powerful figures in American politics is John Podesta. Brother Tony Podesta running the Democratic lobbyist firm, uh, the Podesta Group, which is now changing their name uh, because he is stepping down. He is just being investigated now by Robert Mueller. So when people talk about this uh, investigation by Mueller being a witch hunt on Donald Trump for Donald Trump's head, at this point, again, Donald Trump hasn't been mentioned. And Tony Podesta, not even in the conversation until this week where it's like, oh, (laughs) OK. You know, this dude's going to go away now, too, or is is going to at least, uh, you know, obviously leave his position with this lobbying group. And who knows what's going to happen from that? Well, that's how it's these...
1: bipartisan. That's how these investigations work, uh, is they investigate, and whatever criminal activity they uncover, they will charge uh, Absolutely. on the way, because they, they may not even get to the end. They may never get to any Russian collusion scandal. Sure. Uh, but they're going to pick up a lot of shit on the way, and Manafort, uh, with these... Indictments with or with these investigations, they pick the little fish up first, exactly. They they pick up the, the smaller ones first and try to flip them further up, up and up and up and up. So, if right.
0: Manafort is the little fish, who are the big fish? Exactly, that's the big question. Unless this is it, um, and it just comes down to uh, to Manafort and Gates, but uh, there's no way, despite the fact again, General John Kelly. Another ridiculous statement saying that he thinks this is going to be wrapped up sometime soon. It it is not. This is going to drag on and on and on for quite a while. Um, And we'll just see. Again, where, where, where it concludes, we do not know. Does it go all the way up to Donald Trump? I actually... My personal, just gut feeling is he didn't know about uh, didn't know about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are a lot of people who don't tell him things. Uh, plausible deniability of is course. a classic um, sort of technique of underlings uh, of someone who has a lot of power, so that then that person in power can. You know, ignorance is bliss. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, I'm not sure if bliss is the right word to describe (laughs) Donald Trump, but ignorance is something uh, anyway for him. So I wouldn't be surprised if it never gets to Donald Trump. But if it gets to Donald Trump Jr., and as again, we've already seen with those emails that were exposed um, recently, he definitely knew more than he was leading on to earlier and with the wire that was most likely worn. I mean, that's what the FBI does with, mm-hmm. with, uh, Papadopoulos, uh, if they did wire him and why wouldn't they, yeah. this dude is going to do anything for them at this point. He is so desperate not to go to prison. Um, who knows what those conversations may, what conversations uh, may have occurred. And Donald Trump Jr., if you just look at his Twitter feed, he's, he does uh, like father, like son, anything that's on the tip of his stupid little head, he just puts right out there for the world to see. So you know in a private conversation he would do the exact same thing. Have you heard
1: the conspiracy theory yet that uh, Paul Manafort was a plant by the Hillary Clinton campaign? That's brilliant. <laughs> that's what.
0: That's one of those super brilliant
1: ones. That's one of those super yeah. brilliant ones where they they convince Paul Manafort uh, to destroy his entire life uh, and to go to prison uh, in order to take down Donald Trump, a guy who lines up with him ideologically perfectly. And
0: why? And it worked, you know. So <laughs> what a what a smart idea. It totally that does. Work. You know, it's it's funny. You know, doing all this stuff at Fox News, and I try to be as as fair as possible. There's corruption all over the place, as yes. we just said, with Tony Podesta, the Podesta group. God knows where that goes. That's there's So You look at Chicago politics, that's all Democrats. That's yeah. the most corrupt political system probably in the country, and okay? It all needs to be investigated. It all, it all, needs, all to needs to be investigated. To be
1: we need to root out every single right. person who is involved in this, Democrat or Republican. I hope to God that we root out more corruption in government, the real corruption in government. Yeah. That's what
0: I want. The money. The, it is all about... Uh, The money, buying and selling the American people. That's what they've been doing for decades and they've got to stop. So, but the people who are like pro Trump now, they just want to say, they want to focus. On on yeah the uranium one which okay let's investigate I don't let's know do it. let's Great. get get a private inv- get it get a special counsel let's do it let's figure it the f out okay N- fucking nothing um, but go- nothing but in
1: yeah. government it's nothing but special counsels now that's it's all nothing we're but doing trouble is what it is
0: <laughs> I'll tell you that much but that doesn't mean just because someone else is corrupt or potentially corrupt that doesn't mean that Donald Trump. Or people who worked for his campaign weren't corrupt as well. Yes. And I don't know. I was thinking about this last night. I'm like, I think I have to like try to find a positive message. But I don't know. Because I just don't know who the... I don't like anyone right now. <laughs> someone who was emailing me like, do you like anyone? I'm, I was trying to think. I'm like, no. Yeah, I really don't. Anyone who is currently... I mean, you know, we'll see who the Democrats can bring up. Uh, I like I like Bernie. Uh, you know I like I think Elizabeth Warren has had some good ideas, and I like the idea of you know fighting uh, corruption and things like that. But Elizabeth Warren also wants to put Uber out of business, and I'm quite fond of Uber. Yes, we all. So are. <laughs> unless of course you know you get you get a driver like uh, like the fella there um, that mowed over those people uh, yesterday in New York City. But so there's just it's it's just really difficult uh, to find. I was talking to a buddy of mine, and he was trying to figure out who to vote for forget what uh what uh, state he was voting in and he was like i like some of the republicans i like some of the democrats and so it's just imp- we have to find the candidate that just can grab both and they they do that on purpose cuz it's the it's the same you know it's a cliche now but it's the same puppeteers pulling both strings mm-hmm. and they know they're going to get exactly what they want uh, out of one or the other and that that's the massive problem that we have we have no candidate who just takes positives from both and actually is able to uh, to break through and win. Uh, that's kind of somewhat what Donald Trump did uh, in 2016, but it's just in such a you know perverted way i think the puppet masters have gone too far this time i think the, they, what? Uh, the uh,
1: puppet masters have gone too far they overplayed their like hand like puppet with master three <laughs> the puppets turn on you oh man
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's not good uh so that's basically it again so the main players right now what we have so with the Mueller investigation where we're at Uh, Tony Podesta stepping down from the Podesta group that's a dude on the left we don't know he hasn't been charged with anything yet but that's an interesting development George Papadopoulos actually pled guilty to lying to the FBI when it came to uh, an individual a professor telling him that he had a meeting set up with some Russians to get some dirt on Hillary Clinton Uh, obviously the FBI knew that that email correspondence had occurred they asked him about it he lied okay boom now he's tried. Uh, now he's pled guilty to lying to the FBI. Twelve counts, uh, a twelve-count uh, indictment for Gates and Manafort. Uh, I think the worst being the money laundering and the um, and conspiracy against the United conspiracy States, conspiracy and, and failing to uh, failing to register as a uh, as a foreign agent. Um, as well, which is is quite significant. And that goes back to his work with the Ukraine. And of course, those Ukrainian officials were all pro-Russian Ukrainian officials, which is quite controversial for the Ukraine. If you remember, there's a lot of very powerful Russian officials over there who don't particularly want to be, uh, you know, aligned uh, with the Russians. As a matter of fact, there's a bit of a war going on. If you look, if you recall Crimea uh, and things like that. So he's I mean, even over there, he's aligned with real schmucky uh, politicians. These are pro-Russian Ukrainian politicians. You imagine if you are a Russian or if you are a Ukrainian, you must hate those guys. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, so. there are some. There are some Ukrainian uh, citizens
1: that are completely for bringing the Soviet Union back together. There are some, sure. Yeah, there. No, there, there, there are definitely. There are quite a few to over there that are that are down for it. But you know, let's not forget that uh, a lot of people died. Oh my you know, God! Yeah, a lot of a lot of people died in Ukraine. Totally, uh, but. At the hands of the people that Manafort was doing business with. I mean, yep. he was uh, he was completely and totally involved in all this. I Absolutely. I mean, he, he has blood on his hands, quite a bit of blood on his hands.
0: And if you look at... Just, and this goes don't, further don't than don't just those, money. And don't forget those uh, commercial jets that were shot down over there. Just a lot of innocent people. Yeah, it's very intense. So that's where we are. So we actually have uh, something tangible now with the... Uh, yeah, as Marcus said, it is the Russian collusion investigation. However, what's been uh, sort of uh, dug up isn't really related yet to the Russian collusion scandal. However, it's all who knows. Yeah. Didn't they find Monica Lewinsky through the Whitewater investigation? They did. Yeah. So yep. That's things, right. So
1: the the things that take down presidents are not necessarily the things
0: uh, that the investigators yep. start with. And again, this might be, uh, this is going to, this could be a pox on both houses. Yeah. The, the Mueller investigation. It really could be. And I think if it is, well, at least you know he's telling the truth. I think that's the only thing that could bring
1: America together.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just, throw the bums out. <laughs> if we all, the
1: only thing that would bring America together is that if everybody went to jail, <laughs> or just get them out of there. I don't even care. I, I don't out. like
0: the idea of anyone in jail. I hate yeah. it. But just get them out of there. Yeah. If if, they, if, they're, if their heart's not in the right place, if they're not working for us, get them out of there. Yeah, that's their get, job. Get them out
1: of there. And I think if if we all agreed to get them out of there. That's where America could come together again. Uh, because it. America... It had we don't always come together through love. Sometimes we come together through hate.
0: Yep. Uh, oh, my goodness. Well, back in the day, I think the greatest playwright was a guy who wrote Tar and Feather em. <laughs> and it was just where there were tar and feather politicians, <laughs> but another great performance, another great play. I directed that play. I am the director. Well, maybe a- hate isn't the right word. Anger, I think, yeah, you, is, is the uh, right I, word here. I think, and, it's, I think it's anger.
1: Yep. If we could unite in anger against the people uh, that are it. all fucking us, then I think
0: that we could heal as a nation. Absolutely. an anger anger... can be a positive emotion as well. It absolutely can be. Uh, As long as it doesn't turn to violence. Um, All right, so thank you all so much for listening. I want to thank Megan from Eugene, Oregon. She knew that I got gas back in my apartment, Mm -hmm. and she sent me the new best recipe, a massive cookbook. (laughs) This This is a good... This could, this could this could smash a Bible Bible blister. You know what those are? <laughs> What's a Bible blister? I don't know. Blister? It's when you get like too much uh, collagen or something built up in your hand or part of your body. Uh-huh. They would slam them down with Bibles and ah! smash them. <laughs> but this is the size of one. So that's very cool. Thank you so much, Megan. I really appreciate it. And maybe I'll cook something for the boys on Thanksgiving. Ooh, yes. that would be wonderful. We're also a week away from the election. So thank you all so much for your support with that. Very exciting. Uh, November 7th. We'll see how we do. I think we're going to surprise a lot of people and get some respectable numbers. Thank you all so much for your support and being so sweet with all that. Uh, Excited for that. And if you are in Brooklyn or if you know someone in Brooklyn come out and vote. This is all about getting new people to the polls. Um, it's going to be great. Voting's fun. Voting is... It's, it, it feels good. I you love get a sticker, voting. Game. You can have a beer afterwards. And you're all, whoever your boss is, or if you are the boss, you got to let your employees out of work. Yeah. And if you're not the boss, your boss has to let you out of work. So, and you know, take a while. <laughs> Go get some ice cream or something. Have a day. Have, have a day. Have fun with it. It should be a national... Oh, I guess... This is not a federal holiday. Uh, it's federal election, but federal elections should be national holidays. Absolutely should be. They should be as drunk as St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> That's what I think, anyway. They
1: used to be. Really? Yeah, it used <sighs> to be. In, a, in America, Election
0: Day used to be a drunk, rowdy party. Man, God, we got to make America great again. Is that what that slogan was all about? All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Find Marcus Parks on all the stuff uh, on Twitter, at Marcus Parks, on Instagram as well. I'm Ben Kissel1, and on Twitter, at Ben kissel I guess that's about it and all the other shows here on the LPN network obviously last podcast on the left hail yourselves uh, page 7 uh, sex and other human activities What we got some new shows as well that we'll start announcing here yeah, in the yeah, in future
1: Aaron the uh, let's check out mo- check out movie sign with the mads check yep. out the story must be told uh, that's our uh, new storytelling show with uh, Reed Failer and Andrew Short it's super weird and one of my favorite things out there right now that's available over on the website they released a Halloween episode Scary. but you know you know what? Even though it's after Halloween, you can continue it. You can keep it going for as long as you like because wow, that's
0: just what you can do. You can you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. That's fun and Wizard and the Bruiser and all those sorts of things. All right, everyone, thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon.